Welcome to The Puck Stops Here. I am Sam Antini, and I believe this is episode 7 of the podcast, so that's really exciting. Um, officially hit 7. I don't know if that means anything, but to me it does. So, um, on this episode, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about, like, if you wanted to start a YouTube channel, or, like, kind of basically give you the, the like the backstory of how I got started with the channel, and um, what I did, or what I think I did that helped grow it, and everything like that. Because I know a lot of people watch my videos and they get inspired to do their own, and that's the same thing that happened with me. I saw a couple goalies doing it, and then I got inspired, and then I started doing it. Um, and here we are. So, I'm going to start from the beginning. So when I first got started, uh, prior to getting started, I had one single GoPro Hero 4 Black. That's the camera that I had. I bought it for work because I'm a filmmaker and I just had it sitting on the shelf for the longest time. A lot of people who buy GoPros never actually use them. Um, I truly believe because I know a lot of people who have them and barely use them. And anyway, so it was just sitting on the shelf. And then one day, I don't know what happened, but I was on YouTube and I either came across, I think I came across Trap for Oilers first. I believe I saw his channel and this was like two or three years ago. I think it was closer to three years ago. And I saw his channel and uh, I was like, this is pretty cool. Like. Okay, I've never seen any YouTube goalies before, and um, considering that I was playing, I was playing in net, and I'm also a filmmaker. That's what I do full time. Um, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I wonder if I should do that. I have a GoPro, but then I was like, ah, no, I, I don't really think I, I can do that. Like, the idea of constantly uploading videos and all that, I just didn't think maybe I can commit to it. But also, a big part of me was I just didn't think I had the confidence or the personality to make these videos, you know? Like, I always thought every YouTuber had to be big and energetic and bubbly and all that, like, stuff that you usually see. And I was like, that's not me. I'm not, I don't have that personality. I'm not good on camera. I just don't think it's gonna be for me. So, a couple months went by, and then I started watching more of his videos, and then I started watching Kane Van Gate, his videos, and I really liked his style because they were more vloggy, and they were more, like, he has this persona of like, he's the best in the world, and it's really funny, and uh, it's just really good. You know, like I really like the content, so still debating whether or not I should do it. And I'm like, well, there's no way I can compete. Like these guys already have 10,000 subscribers, 20,000, 30,000, whatever they had at the time. And I'm like, I'm, I'm a nobody, nobody's gonna watch my stuff. But then it got to the point where I was like, you know what, reminding myself of that AAA tryout that I spoke about in uh, I believe it was episode 5 of the podcast so if you haven't listened to that I recommend going to listen to that I know it's long but it's worth it but thinking back to that tryout and remembering how I felt and like I just gotta go for it I did the same thing here with this YouTube channel I was like you know what let me just grab the GoPro I'll bring it to my next game I don't care what people are gonna say they're probably gonna make fun of me like who films men's league and all that stuff and I was like you know what I don't care what they say I'm gonna just film it because at the end of the day, worst case scenario, I never post the videos, but at least I'll have some footage of me as a goalie that I can show to my kids one day when I have them and be like, look guys, like your dad was pretty cool. He was a pretty good goalie, check it out. So that was the idea. And then, so I filmed a couple of my games, whether they were pickup or league games, and I started watching the footage. At first I didn't go crazy with like going through it all, um, but then I started watching the footage and I was like, oh, that's where I can improve, and that's where I can improve, and that's where I can improve, and oh, look what I'm doing there. That's actually, I never even realized I was doing that, and that's that's actually a really good thing. Um, 
like the way I would do my butterfly or the way I would do my butterfly slide or whatever it was, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. So after watching a few of the games, I was like, you know what? Never mind my doubt, my self-doubt that I'm not going to be a good personality or anything on YouTube. It shifted to me wanting to entertain people or thinking I needed to, to like, you know what? Let me educate people through my games. I'm not an NHL goalie. I'm not the like a goalie coach. I'm not the best in the world, but I know that through watching my videos, I'm learning as a goalie and I'm sure others would learn too. So that's why I started posting them. And ever since then, I always try to keep my videos about edutainment, which is basically educating while entertaining. And so my goal has always been to provide value to you guys um, in those videos and to provide content that you guys can watch and walk away from and be like, oh, I learned something new, but at the same time, still make it entertaining enough for you guys to want to continue watching and coming back every week. So that's kind of like just to give you a background of why I started the channel and, and how long it, it took me about like three to six months to finally get into it. And then at the beginning, as you've probably seen, and if you haven't, go check out my earlier videos, um, they weren't the greatest. There was like, I think I did have a scoreboard right off the bat, maybe, maybe not, maybe like three games in, I decided to make a scoreboard. And that's only because I have the ability to in After Effects to do so. But yeah, like I just, I just started. And then as I started making more and more, it took me a while. Like a lot of people are keep saying, oh, you should have more subscribers. Oh, you deserve a million subscribers and all this. And I appreciate that. I truly do. I hope that I can get there one day. I, I just don't know how big the goalie community actually is. And, uh, but it doesn't matter. Cause for me, at the end of the day, if I post a video and one person can get something out of that video and go and implement it into their game, and then it makes them a better goalie, then I feel more than satisfied and happy and fulfilled with my channel. And luckily, a lot of you guys have felt that way and have told me, which I truly do appreciate. So thank you guys, I truly do appreciate when you guys comment saying that you do actually get value from my videos. So, the first thing I would say, the first tip, if you want to start a YouTube channel, there's only two type of videos you can make. Well, technically three, but the third one's a blend of the two. The first one is, I want to entertain people. If that's what you want to do, then make sure your content is entertaining. Then the second type of content is I want to educate people. Then make sure every video that you make has value and you are actually educating people in a topic that you know about. Even if you're not the best in the world, like I said about myself as a goalie, but at the end of the day, everybody knows something that somebody doesn't know and wants to learn, so I'm sure you can still share great information that people will gain value from. Now the last one is obviously a mix of the both. You can entertain people while educating them. And I think that's like the best type of channels because nowadays, especially with a lot more people not really going to school as much because they can do it on their own. I feel a lot of people go online, especially to YouTube to learn things. And I think the more people that make content where they're teaching in an entertaining way, the better this world's gonna be. So if you know something that other people might not know and wanna learn, I would get, like I would highly recommend you make a YouTube channel about that. Or a podcast if you're not com comfortable being on camera, or if you're not comfortable recording your voice either, then go ahead and like make a blog. But my point is, just make sure you keep it in one of those categories. Don't like make a video just to make a video, you know, like make sure that there's a reason for those videos in each video. 
But my point that I was getting back to about how long it takes, I just hit 5,000 subscribers. I think I'm at 5,300 at the time of recording this. And to be honest, that wasn't easy. And yes, it might look like, oh, I'm making really good content now, which is why people are following me. And maybe that's the case for right now. But when I first started, my, my videos weren't anything special. You know, they weren't amazing. And I just uploaded last Sunday my 95th video. My 95th video, I'm almost at 100 videos, which may or may not seem like a lot, but let me put it a little bit of context in there for you. In order to get to where I am, which is 5,300 subscribers, I needed to create 95 videos, which each video on average, sometimes they took longer, sometimes they didn't, took me about three hours, which means I spent over 300 hours towards building this channel. And I'm only at, if some people want to say, why don't you have more subscribers? I'm only at 5,300 subscribers. But now I want to make sure I'm clear about one thing. The number of subscribers should never reflect the amount of passion and your drive as to why you are making videos. Like, let me make, make that clear. Do not make a YouTube channel or any sort of content for the public if your only reason for doing so is because you either want to be famous, you want to have subscribers, you want to have get likes, you want to have comments, you want to sell t-shirts, whatever it is. If those are your driving factors and the reason why you started in the first place, I can almost guarantee you will not be successful because you will not have the patience to get through the hump at the beginning when the content you are creating is not getting the views you feel you want to be getting for those videos that you're creating. So I hope that makes sense. I really hope that that sticks with anybody who's trying to start a channel. When you post your first video, you are not going to get thousands of views, thousands of subscribers, and a lot of people. It might be the best video on YouTube, but people won't find it just yet. And that's the thing that a lot of people, I feel, don't realize and understand when it comes to doing this channel, like YouTube. You need to be patient, you need to work hard at it, and you need to keep going even when you feel there's no point. But if you keep at it and you keep working hard to produce better quality content that continues to bring value to an audience, a specific niche would be better. Like I chose goalies um, because I'm a goalie. I like being a goalie and I love making these videos. But pick something that you really like and you're passionate about because if you just pick something that everybody else is doing just because it's popular at this moment, you're not going to enjoy it in the long run. Imagine that was your full-time job making videos about or content about that subject, are you gonna truly be happy? Because at the end of the day, if you wanna make money, you can go and sell a bunch of stuff and make money. It's not hard to make money. I've learned that. It took a while, but I've learned that it's not hard to make money. It might as well earn money doing something you truly love. So, that's my biggest tip about starting a YouTube channel. Now, let me get into a little bit more of the fundamentals and like cameras and all that stuff. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what camera you use. I'm recording these podcasts. I have my phone on my lunch bag on my like center console recording me while I'm driving to work. So for anybody wondering, my hands are not holding the phone. 
I'm completely aware that I'm driving. I also can put the car in autopilot, which I do most of the times on the highway, which even makes it that much safer to drive. Um, so don't worry about that. But when it comes to the type of equipment you wanna use, do not go and spend a bunch of money on camera gear and all that stuff until you know that what you're doing is something that you wanna be doing on a consistent basis. When I first started out, I already had the GoPro. So I was like, it's not costing me any money, just time to create this channel. All right, let me start. I already had a suction cup and all that stuff. So I just started recording. It wasn't until I started doing a little bit more and a little bit more and I was like, I really wanna record my audio because I saw Trav um, from Trav for Oilers. He had a microphone that he was using to record himself while playing so he can talk to you guys and mostly chirp other players and that was entertaining, right? And so I was like, I wanna do that. So I bought the same microphone but then at the same time, I actually borrowed, which I've never given back, but the GoPro Hero Session that I still use today um, from one of the guys I work with. And it was weird because I started recording the audio and then I recorded the helmet cam footage. And the helmet cam, actually, the audio was better than the microphone. And I think it's because the microphone was in the waterproof housing underneath my jersey. So like any rubbing I would have, be, any movement I would do would rub against that microphone and then it would just not be as clear as it would be on my helmet cam because there's nothing touching the helmet cam. Um, so it get, it's really clear audio. So it wasn't until though, like, I don't know the exact number right off the top of like my head, but I feel like I probably made maybe 15, 20, maybe 30 videos without the helmet cam, if not more. And then I introduced the helmet cam. And luckily, like I said, I borrowed it from a friend, so it didn't cost me anything to add that. Um, and then from there, that was my setup for the longest time. It wasn't until recently that I was like, okay, now I'm doing this consistently, I'm getting some momentum um, on my channel, people are following, I'm, I'm hitting about 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 subscribers, what else can I do? I don't want, I know that people are still getting value from what I'm teaching in my games, but what can I do to make my videos even better? So that's when I went out and I invested in another two GoPro Hero 4 Blacks. The reason I went with those cameras is a couple reasons. The first one is the fact that it's the same camera that I'm currently using, so I don't have to worry about in a like worry about a quality jump from one camera to the other. Then the next reason was because after GoPro went from the Hero 4 to the Hero 5, they stopped producing like giving people the underwater housings for the cameras because they just made the camera waterproof. And the reason why I like the underwater housing is because it's a barrier, like it's a protective barrier for the camera in case it were to fall or in case it were to get hit with a puck. So a lot of people ask, oh my gosh, how many GoPros have you broken? And to be actually frank, I haven't broken a single camera yet, which knock on wood, I hope that doesn't happen because it has fallen. I've had my camera behind the net fallen and it's only been hit with the puck once, but it actually didn't hit the camera, it hit the mount, and then the mount, the suction cup mount actually broke. But the camera itself never broke. So that's why I really like the GoPro Hero 4s, and then the black is just the highest version of that GoPro Hero 4, um, because it comes with the underwater housing, and I don't have to worry about buying like a super big protector thing for it. That's basically my setup. I have the GoPro Hero 4 behind me, I have the GoPro Hero Session, I believe it's also the 4 or the 2, I think it's the 4 session on my head and then I have another GoPro Hero 4 session behind the other goalie and then the third GoPro Hero 4 session is <coughs> sorry not the session go for 
GoPro Hero 4 Black, I put it now on the side facing like my end. Um, I just started doing that. I had to wait to get like a certain type of mount so I can actually rotate it towards my net. Um, but yeah, that's basically the setup. And now I keep getting asked too, how are you allowed to film? Do you ever get in trouble? Like does the league give you any issues? And no, I haven't had any issues up until my last game. My last game, the ref came up to me and said, hey, Paul and, and uh, I think his name was Nathan, I believe. Liam, sorry, Paul and Liam um, were saying that you can't have cameras inside like the playing area anymore. Um, and I was just like, oh dang, like this is the first time I've been told just after investing and in getting these cameras, then I realized like, well, nobody comes to watch me play, which means if I have to put them on the outside of the glass, that's no problem, I can still film the games. But then the problem actually is the fact that I'll have to turn them on and press record before I step on the ice, which means that I may run out of battery or memory before the end of each game. And that's what we're, I'm worried about that. I would hate to run out of battery or memory um, before the game ends, or I would even hate for somebody to come by and hit the GoPro or even steal the GoPro because I mean they're not they're not the cheapest thing in the world but at the same time it's just because I'm on the ice I can't really do anything about it so if somebody behind me goes and grabs the camera I won't even notice until I turn around and then it's gone so yeah hopefully that's not the case hopefully I can go I'm gonna go talk to him before my game um, this Sunday and I'm just gonna explain that like I think it's a positive thing I, I, I think a, a few people have asked like what league do I play in and they want to sign up and how do they go about signing up? And I think it's ultimately a positive channel towards like the ASHL. That's the league I play in. It's the biggest men's league in all of North America, I believe, if not the world. I think they have over 60,000 teams across North America playing in it. So I think that it's a positive thing and I hope that they see that. I hope when I go to them and I talk to them that they understand that it's actually a positive thing that's helping them. It's not a, a bunch of us fighting all the time. Yeah, there's the odd fight here or there, but at the end of the day, the players enjoy it on my team. I enjoy it. The other team enjoys it because they finally can watch themselves. Like, how many people play hockey, score an amazing goal, make an amazing save, but then only they only have a story that they can tell people, and a lot of the times people might embellish or think that they're embellishing, but now that we actually have like it captured, you could go and share that with your, your, your kids if you have them, or your friends, or your girlfriend, or your boyfriend, whatever. I don't know, I think that's a positive thing. And it's not like they're in, it's not interfering with the game. And anyways, not to go off on a tangent, but that's that's my thoughts on it. And I really hope that they understand that. And I hope that they allow me to continue to film the games because I would really hate not to. And also, I have a backup plan. If they say, no, I can't put the cameras inside for whatever reason, then all I'm gonna do is have my girlfriend, hopefully, if she agrees to it, come to my games. Um, and she'll just, you know, I'll tell her, okay, I'll set them up. All you got to do is turn them on and press record. And then at the end of the game, if you don't mind stopping it and going and grabbing the cameras and then that's it. So hopefully she's willing to do that, but I would rather not have to ask her because sometimes we have late games and, um, you know, it's just, I'd rather not have to put that on her to come to my games just to press record. However, if anybody does live near me or sorry, live near the rink that I play at, which is in Etobicoke. Let me know, and if you want to come to my games just to, you know, watch, support, and then also press the record button, I would truly appreciate it if I have to do that. So 
let me know if that's something you'd be interested in. Um, and realistically, if you are a filmmaker or want to learn how to be a filmmaker or learn how to edit, I mean, I'm, I'm very much interested in looking to find somebody to help me edit my videos. Um, I use Adobe Premiere Pro. So if you do know how to use that and you like my stuff and you want to help and you want to learn what I'm doing and how you could do it too, then I would totally be open to you guys reaching out and saying, hey, I can help you. Um, yeah. So anyways, guys, that's the podcast. I hope, I hope that you've gotten some value out of today. Let me know if there's a specific thing that I said. Let me know what time that was at because I'd love to know what you guys value the most so that I can continue to talk more about subjects like that as well as just produce better content for you guys. Um, so yeah, let me know. Send me a message with the time code on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever. Just be like, hashtag TPSH podcast, 11 minutes, 53 seconds. I really like this because of blank. And let me know why, why you liked it and uh, what I said. So I'd really appreciate you guys if you did that. Thank you so much. If you haven't yet, hit that like button, subscribe button, whatever it is on this podcast platform. Um, and if I post these on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Make sure to like and put a comment down below with the time if you um, if you like something that I said. So with that being said, guys, also I want to remind you there's only a few days left to get your TPSH hoodies. So go to tpshstore.com to grab one of those hoodies. You do not want to not get one if you're on the fence. If you're on the fence, guys, trust me, you will not regret it. It is going to be the best hoodie you will ever own. You're going to love it, especially if you put your name and number on the back. I'm doing that. It's most people who have ordered, I think it's like 80 to 90% of people who have ordered so far has put in their name and the number on the back because it's that cool. And I think it is. So if you want one, go to tpshstore.com, get your hoodie before it closes this Sunday. So if you're listening to this or watching this after the fact, I am sorry you missed out, but maybe next time, maybe I will have another hoodie or a t-shirt that you guys can grab. And I highly recommend that you don't don't wait and sleep on it because you're going to regret it. So thank you guys for listening. I truly do appreciate all of you. And uh, I will talk to you guys later. I don't think I'm going to do podcasts on the weekends, but that's because I'm editing and then uploading the actual video. So I'm going to try to keep these Monday to Friday podcasts going. If you like that, also let me know by hitting that like button um, or sending me a message. So thank you guys so much. And I will talk to you later. Take care.